No doubt about that. Really good move. I think it is. I like that Bible song too. I've heard that before. Well, who sings that? Somebody else. I've heard somebody else sing that. Well, what you? Well, maybe it was you. I heard somebody sing it. That I like that. You know, my daughter. Uh, of course, I have. This is the new Bible. I'm breaking. Give this and tell me. I'm breaking that. Because I like the. These kind right here, the old Thompson. But I got one just completely wore out, and I, I finally couldn't. I was like. What was I? I wasn't going to throw it away. My daughter said, I want it. I said, What do you want it for? I just want it. I said, Okay. Now I've got about three more like that right now. I don't know who's going to get them. <laughs> he goes, You can wear them out. If you use them very much, you can wear them out. And, uh, but you know, the word's still always the same. I don't care which one you get. You can get as long as you're in this Bible here, honey, they don't, it don't change. Now, we're going to be in Genesis tonight. We're going to sort of just a little bit. We ain't going to keep it very long. No, we really ain't tonight. Uh, I believe I'm going to be hoarse a little bit. If I won't be able to talk tomorrow, that'd be all right. We're going to be in Genesis 26 chapter. We're going to be reading a few verses here. And we'll get into the message here in a minute. 26 verse, we'll probably start probably with the, maybe the, well, let's say the 17th. Well, we're going to start with the 14th verse up here. 15th verse, I'm sorry. Of course, this is talking about Isaac. Where's Abraham? All, if, you, if you wouldn't hear do it this morning. Yeah. I did thing in her this morning and didn't do it. There must have been somebody trying to call me or something. The only thing I figured out. But uh, now I got where I was at. That done throwed me off. Ain't that how the devil works? But you know he can throw me off if I can get right back on them. I just like an old horse. We can just ride horses back in front of break horses. And they said once you throw you off, you have to get back on one. If you don't, you'll, you'll run him. And we always did. He throwed us again. We get on him again. We're going to get on him. Like I say, it's, it's talking about in, in Abraham, this is Isaac, or here we're going to be talking about just a little bit. We ain't going to really be on Isaac, but it's in the time period. As I said, if we had just done a Genesis, it took us about six months to do it, but it was really good. Of course, you always learn. Don't you learn when you come to Sunday school? Amen. And I, I, see, so you've got to learn uh, uh, to know what to do and how to, how to worship the Lord and, and how to stay up on things. Because I tell you, if you don't, the devil will get a hold of you. But right here in this 15th verse, and of course, like I say, it says, For all the wells which his father's servant has digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines have stopped them and filled them with earth. And Amalek said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much minor than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerai and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them again after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after their names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerah did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, this, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove with him. And they digged another well, and he strove for that also, and they called the name of it Sitzai. And he removed from thence and digged another well, and from that from there they strove not. And he called the name of the well that rode by hot. And he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in this land. You may be seated. Father, we come to you tonight and again. Father, just help me, Lord, bring the word out. Lord, you want me to bring out. 
God help me to bring the message that you want me to bring out, Father. Lord, knowing I can't do nothing about you, Father, but the Holy Spirit of God just come on me. Help me tonight, Father. Let me speak clearly, Father. Just use me, Father. And Father, just, I pray, Lord, just give us all something tonight that we need, Father. And just bless us all tonight, Lord. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I was reading that. And we're going to be in John, 8th chapter. Both of you don't know what that is. Uh, or 4th chapter, I'm sorry. In a little bit. But we, you don't have to stand when we get the hit. But as I was reading here about these whales here, of course, that's where Abraham, you know, one thing about where they lived, that they had to have water, didn't they? you got to have water to make it in the desert. Not more that, more, in that area, that's where most of it was. And of course, Abraham, he dug a lot of wells, and God always blessed him. And when he dug them, he hit water. You know, you don't always hit water, do you? I mean, I know a lot of people dug wells, they didn't hit water. They hit sulfur water sometimes. Sometimes they wouldn't hit nothing, hit gas or whatever. Uh, but they didn't, they don't always hit water. But Abraham, he did. And of course, God blessed him, reason why. And they used those whales all the time. And of course, Isaac, he come along and he was using them. But, uh, you know, and during this time here also, and I'm over to get on that part there, uh, the Philistines, the Philistines will be coming a whole lot later during David's time when they really become the enemy. But they're the enemy, and, and they didn't like uh, they didn't like Isaac. They didn't, they didn't like uh, the Jews. They didn't like uh, them whatsoever. And they were getting sort of jealous of them because, I mean, the Lord was really blessing them more than it was them. And what they done, they stopped the whales up. I mean, to put junk down there. I've seen these old, ain't y'all seen these old westerns? I've seen one hell of a night where the Indians are coming, they got all the water out, and they throw the, uh, Ollie Murphy, uh, he, he's a western man, I tell you, he's right on track with me, boy. I'm telling you, he's a, he went around and throw that down there and stopped that well up and see they couldn't get no water, but uh, they had all the water. They sort of had them over a barrel. I tell you, when you're out there in the dry, no worries, you ain't got no water, you're in bad shape. And that's what happened here, but like I say, I think he with doing, he told me he's going to you know, clean the whales out, dig the whales up again. And what they did, and they dug them out, and, uh, and they had, of course, first time, this, is how the, this is sort of how the devil works now. Now, I want to compare us as a whale a little bit. Using this only example, I mean, sometimes we get stopped up, don't we? We sure do. I mean, you might not, but I do. But sometimes I get stopped up. You know, and uh, I mean, what I'm talking about, you know, when the enemy has pushed so much stuff down me, I put so much in my mind that I shouldn't be putting in my mind. All you gotta do is turn and tell you, I got plumb upset this afternoon. I just found out that we didn't win the Senate race. That aggravated me to death. And uh, I thought, man, I'm telling you, this world, we're getting in a terrible shape. I thought people sure had more sense than that, but uh, you know, they, you know, they don't. I don't care. I mean, I'll tell Biden that people know them, it's in terrible shape. And I thought, it, I mean, I didn't know how bad it was after this election. And we ain't won the House yet. I hope we win head, but that'll help a lot if we do. But you know, I just don't know. It just don't, it ain't looking good, I'm telling you. Uh, the shape that the people see, they don't, they don't really care about God. They don't really care about what's right. They don't care about the morals. All they care about is uh, their self, what they care about. And, but, some, but I believe as I was reading this, just pondering on this here this afternoon, well, I really gave me some messages last night about 3 o'clock in the morning. But as I was looking at this and reading and, and pondering on all, I just sat down with the Lord and talked. See, when I, a lot of people, when they pray, they do all the talking, but they never do no listening. And say, you, really, you, that ain't prayer. All you're doing is demanding God. And what we should do, we should, we, should, we, should, we should pray to the Lord what we need to pray for other people. Then we need to sit back and listen. Most of the time, we need to listen more than we pray. Get by yourself where you need to sit still. And I think God will speak to your heart. I promise you that if you really earnestly want to hear from him, he'll speak to your heart. Now, you might not hear him audible voice. I don't. 
And uh, I don't, sometimes I think I do. It's so plain. He'll speak through his word a lot, all the time. You just look at him. But he'll speak things. He'll get things across to you. And if you just be still for a little while, after you read or pray, just be still, sit there. Just when you pray, don't jump up and go watch television. Just lay there a little bit or sit there a little bit. And I do my best praying in bed in the morning. Sheila, she gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning most of the time. And, and, of course, she wakes me up, and I'll, I'll lay there at 6, and I'll just lay there for about an hour. That's my best time, just me and my little buddy over here. I got a little dog like to jump up there. He don't say nothing. He don't bark. He don't do nothing. He just lays there. And I'm just me and the Lord. We're talking, and we're, you know, we're just having a good time. I do mostly listen then because I learn more when I listen. He, he talks to me. Of course, I read his word, and his word, he will talk through his word. But uh, I think a lot of people ain't, ain't listening or don't care. You know, you know, and as far as a whale, remember what comes out of the whale? Water, right? You got to have the lay of, you know, most times in the Bible, the water is referred to as a word a lot of times, then the Holy Spirit, but also the word too. But as I was reading that over there, how the Philistines come in and stopped all these whales up. And they had to have them, eating, of course, I think when he wouldn't dig more, because they wouldn't they would never made it if they hadn't them. And I, the Lord sort of spoke to me when he started digging up some whales too. And now what I mean is, when I mean by digging, well, these whales done been dug, but somebody stopping them up. See, the enemy can stop your whale up pretty easy. And it's not, you know, the way the enemy works, the enemy is very, very smart. He don't just come in and just, uh, just I mean, he'll come in a real easy way, subtle. But the devil is very subtle. I mean, just, he just re- comes in sneaky. He's sneaky, isn't he? I mean, he's sneaky in the Garden of Eden. Not that he is still sneaky. He'll get you in a way where you get your mind off everything, get your mind on the worldly thing. Before you know it, you ain't praying in three days. Before you know it, you got garbage going down you. I think some of this world is garbage too. I'm telling you, because I know I put I put it in me. That's the reason why I got to dig it out of me sometimes. No way I dig it out. It's through prayer. And I said, Lord, I really need your help. And I get into the Word. And I said, Lord, I need your help. I got so much junk in me. I want to get it out because I to see what happens. This I'm talking to Christians now. See the. The, lot, the world needs water, don't we? I'm talking about the word. If that water don't come out above, where's it going to come from? If we're the whale. It's not going to come from the lost. They don't even know it. That's the reason why we've got to stay clean. They keep digging. And see, you notice they dug three whales there. First whale, they got in this other bunch claiming me. You know, when you get all straightened up and get going good, before you know it, somebody else come in and say, well, you're doing all right, and you'll forget again. You'll go on and... You got a dairy yard, he's right back where he's at. You got you got to keep that whale clean. Very clean. And Jesus, you know, in the fourth chapter we're talking about the woman at the whale. Everybody knows that story is so familiar. I'm gonna read a little of it and then I'm gonna get right to it. But it says this. It says, now then this here on the fourth chapter of the earth, I'm gonna start with a well, I'll read the first verse. Where when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Of course, Brother Rick preached on this a while back. Then come unto his city of Samaria, and he was just called Sagar, near the partial of ground that Jacob gave to his son. Now, Jacob's well was there. Now, there's Jacob's well again. That thing's been around a long time, ain't it? Thousands of years. But it's still there. You know, when you got, you know, when, you, when God did, did fixes the well and get the water coming, it's going to always be there. There's Jacob's well again. We'll go on, but they're here to get natural water out. This is what it says here. And this woman come, uh, Jacob's well, and the journey to sit on the well. It's about the that sixth hour. I have heard a sermon one time. There was a well sitting on the well, and that was Jesus. 
But it says here, it says, There come a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For disciples were gone away in the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto them, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask to drink of me which, as a woman, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews had no dealings with Samaria, so Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto him, unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who is that that said to thee, Give me to drink? Thou wouldst have asked of me of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto her, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. The well is deep, from which thou wilt have that living water. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself, and, his, and all of his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto him, Whosoever drank of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drank of the water that I should give him shall never thirst. But the water that I should give him shall be in him a well of springing water up to everlasting life. Now, it's a lot of people drinking out of the first well there, the lost people. We're going to, we're going to compare this to first, you know, the well there where, where Jesus ain't talking about. You drink that natural water, you get thirsty again, don't you? Everybody does. But I tell you, when you get a drink of spiritual water, and you get it right straight from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, and when you get saved, you, you'll never get thirsty as far as for that part of it again. Because it's there. It's always what the Bible says. I'm going to go right over another little chapter right here. This is what it says over here. Let me find it right quick. But, and I can. Then I believe it's the eighth chapter, I think it is, or seventh chapter. I had it right here. This is Jesus crying again. He says, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believe on me out of the scripture, he that believe on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's in John 7, chapter 38, verse. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we should have water coming up out of us all the time, shouldn't we? But you know, you can't have water can't come up if it's stopped up, can you? So if you stopped up with the world, and let me tell you something, you can stop it up. Because what this water is, I'm going to read the next verse to you that we talked about this morning. But this he spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. What he's saying here is what I talked about this morning. It takes the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, or what you want to call him, he's God. To, to get going on the inside and get all bubbling and stirring up and get, get things going on the outside where people can see it. Because if that ain't working, brothers and sisters, it's not going to work nowhere. I, I, that's what, it, that's what he's, he's referring to. Because at this time, he wasn't given. I heard a preacher say this afternoon, the church started on the day of Pentecost. Well, I don't think so. I think it started before then. But the power come on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost was given to the disciples and fell upon the church, that's when the power was come on, on the church. I think the church started before then. I believe it started with the disciples back over and he said, up on this rock, I shall build my church. He's talking about Peter. But as far as being empowered by the Spirit of God, he come on the day of Pentecost. So we have a power within us. But, what, but the difference is this water here, so they stopped the natural water up over, over in Abraham's day or Isaac's day. We can stop the spiritual water up, like I told you this morning. It's very important that we get this to unstop where this water can flow out. 
I mean, don't you want don't you want to see water just go? Don't you hate seeing old dry, dry? I mean, desert place. And what I'm talking about, dry service. Don't get me wrong. We ain't gonna have no heat raw service every Sunday. I know that or any other time. But it should be some. The Holy Spirit should be blessing somebody in every service because God loves us if we believe what the Word of God says. Don't y'all believe that? I mean, I was listening to Brother Ricky on some of the service. Well, they had their music going down there tonight. I don't know if y'all listened to it or not. Of course, they had everything in the world going, drums. They were really just banging them things in there. Nothing wrong with that. I like them. I tell you, man, when they get a little up, up a little bit, don't y'all think so? I tell you, when the Holy Spirit gets involved in you, you'll be up in some things. That's what he's saying here. He said, he's around here, he said, what are you going to be bubble up afterwards? I'll give an example. I mean, a lot of y'all farmers, we don't have to be farmers, you can be yard or whatever. No one's going to lose it. <clears throat> I didn't try to sing, I love to sing. But I hate it when it's dry outside, don't you all? I was planting some grass this summer. It was the prettiest stuff, I was so proud of it. It come out a little drought and it killed every bit of it. And I don't think I know to keep the to it. I mean, I watered it, but it still died. And I was planted in the fall of the year, but it still died this summer and that drought come. Because it wouldn't get in the right kind of water. It wouldn't get enough water. Ain't nothing like rain comes from heaven. I'm telling you, it's better than what comes out of the water hose. A lot of the water hose works, but not like what comes out of there. But what I'm saying is I hate I hate this dry stuff when it comes in. That's the same way that's the way the way the world is. The world sometimes is dry out there because there's no spring and up coming up. You know, I know out there where I used to live in Roseville, uh, where I grew up at, you know. Back in my days, we got our water like this. Y'all know what that is? Well pump. That's the only thing we had. And the worst thing about it, when it was real dry in the summer, it would go dry. Then we'd do something else. We were real careful. And my mom, I remember, because we, we had to pump water, you know, for, you know, when you were washing machine, like I told you here a few, they had a ring of washer, we had to pump it, put it in there, and all that stuff there. If you took a bath, when you took a bath, uh, I mean, you had to get it, pour it in there, put a little uh, hot water heater there and plug it in, and hope it gets warm enough. And if you ain't the five boys, you're the last and it's too bad. And uh, I learned to go to the creek real early. And that was where I learned how to swim. But what I'm, but what I'm saying is, I'm telling you, water is very important. But uh, with us down there, I, I seen how important that was. Because I tell you, sometimes it was bad. And you say, well, why don't y'all get water? See, there wasn't no seeded water out there then. I mean, that's where we lived. It wasn't for several years. I mean, it wasn't there when I moved. When I got married, I finally went to where they had a little water somewhere. After I married, they'd come here and come seeded water out there. They put a bathroom in and everything. I thought, man, I'm telling you, my younger brothers got it made. They just knowed. <laughs> but they've been through a little of it. They know what it's like, too. But what I'm saying, if you ain't got water, you ain't got nothing. Did you know that? I mean, you can do about electricity, but you've got to have that water. Did you know the world day has got to have this kind of water bubbling up out of us? It's coming from us. That's what, that's what it said there when the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost. He was given us. Now, I ain't talking about speaking in tongues. I'm talking about the love of God, the fruit of the Spirit to come out of you. Where you would love your neighbors, where you talk to one another. There's a lot of people today, y'all, they think, you know, how many times have you come into really fellowship? You was tonight. I really like where you was tonight. But, but then, for, when it comes to fellowship, that's the Spirit of the Lord coming out of you. I mean, where you want to be amongst Christian people. You know, and the reason why people don't come on Sunday night, some of them I know they can't drive, the older people. I do know they understand that. Some of them got to work, and some of them ain't got no water, and they're dried up. And then some of them is stopped up, and they need to get unstopped. Because what's going to happen when you're stopped up like that? What's happening to your kids or your grandkids? Because they're watching you. You know, when you say it's all right, 
then they say it's all right for you. You know what? They don't go nowhere. I've seen it happen time and time and time again. Now, I know, Brother Rick, I know y'all have. I mean, if you've been around church very often, you've seen it. So it's very, very important that we see, and I'm not putting your, us down. Y'all are good people here. You're here tonight. But we're going to have to really clean that thing out and, and get it a rolling. Say, man, I tell you, you know, the best, what you, the best thing you can do when you go home tonight, and we'll be going here in a few minutes, and when you go to work tomorrow, you say, boy, we had the best service there ever was. And if you lie to them, don't blame no difference. Tell them to lie then. Don't they tell you lies? If you didn't have a good service, whose fault is it? Yours. See, what makes a good service is when you get fed, when you see exactly really where you're at with the Lord. That's what the Holy Ghost says. It sees really where you're at with the Lord. It sees not whether or not you are stopped up, see whether or not that you you know, where God can be, where he can be enough for when you need to make things right. I mean, he does me. I'm telling you what, he, he does it on me all the time. I mean, preachers get like that. They sure do. They get just they get just as bad as anybody else, and sometimes sometimes they get a little worse. And what preachers get more anything, I think they get discouraged down and out because nobody don't come on Sunday night. I tell you, several years ago we went to a church and I first got saved. Orton Hart County of Cedar Cliff, good church. I love that church, and it's a really good church, small church, about half its size. And Sunday mornings, you know, we'd have a pretty good crowd. Wednesday night would be seven of us there, eight at the most. Best service I was ever in. Learned more than I did any time. I mean, we all just talked, had a big time. You know the reason why? Because the ones that come, they really wanted to be there. They really wanted to be there. And I believe y'all really want to be here tonight, don't you? You know what? I believe God's going to bless y'all tonight. And I believe he's going to bless you all the way because you did come and make put forth an effort. And that's what God's going to do. That's what, this is, what he's talking about, but this woman's a whale. He told her, he said, man, I, I'm going to give you some living water, something that you really liked. And third, she got so happy, I believe she got a little taste of it. She got so happy, what did she do? She ran into town. I said, man, let me tell you somebody that told me all things. Told me, you know what you said? He, told, he knows all about me, how I had five husbands. He knows everything got done, but he still loved me. He, 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 still, he, still, he still talked to me. And see, sometimes we as Christians, sometimes we get stopped up. We don't want to talk to everybody. Sometimes we think they're too good, don't we? Have you ever been like that sort of self-righteous? I don't like a self-righteous person. To me, they're just, I mean, they're all they do is, and I'm not a Christian. I ain't talking about someone ain't saved. When someone's so self-righteous, or so big, and so holy, they can't help nobody else. I'm telling you, I don't know nobody that holy. Right now. I don't hear I don't. We need to strive to be holy to the very best we can, but when we think we're too holy, that's when we need to get on our knees and fall to the ground. Because we, we're, we're, we're low, I'm telling you. Right now, when he said, Lord, straighten me out, I want, I want your love, the love of God to come out of me. I want people to see Jesus in me. Ain't that what Jesus done when he walked around here? I mean, he done all these things here. Ain't that what the Apostle Paul done? Ain't that what the disciples done? How did, how did they do all those? How, how did the disciples do all? They was a coward at one time. They was running. When they crucified Jesus, they all run away. Except Peter, and he denied him three times. But after all, on the day of Pentecost, what happened? They didn't run no more, did they? Why? Because they got something inside of them. What you've got inside of you. Same thing. Same thing. It's there. They didn't have nothing that we don't have. Oh, they had the gifts. Well, you've got a gift. We, we don't need some of the gifts they have. We, we could, see, what you believe or understand, we've got this, and they didn't have it. There's writing. We've got something. We look, at the, we look at the history, and we look at the future. We know who's going to win and know who's done one. All we've got to do is let that water flow in it, and let people see that it's good to have that living water. 
so to go to heaven. And it makes you a lot happier. If these are living this world, because I'm telling you right now, it's time coming. And I'm afraid it's going to be, and I don't mean to speak gloom and doom. I don't, I don't like gloom and doom, but I need to speak the truth. Well, this is where I believe it's coming pretty quick. Two things are going to happen, I think. The Lord's coming back probably next week. <laughs> and I hope he does, too. I hope he's going back tonight. Or, you know, I think we're going to get such a terrible mess that we're going to be so down, we're going to be trodden down with the enemy, then people will be wanting to come to church then. So that don't tell me to come to church. I mean, you really, I mean, really, really get a desire to come, get people in. It's in World War One, World War Two, uh, Iraq, or all, all those wars there. I mean, when they broke out and they done nine eleven, my church I pastored, but it, uh, they was full every time we opened the door. They was full. They was concerned. Well, we need to be concerned. These people need to be concerned today because there's people going to hell every day, just because we're not letting our water. And I believe y'all letting y'all flow, but we need to. Help, you know, help dig them out. Sometimes it's a lot easier to dig well two digs, don't it? I mean, I'd hate to dig. I know what, where I lived on Rosewood Road. I'm telling you right now, we'd go out there and we'd dig that thing. Or I'm taking it back. We didn't dig it. It's a hand dug well. We didn't dig it. But we'd have to pull that thing out. It was a big rod went down there. Like we pulled that thing out. It took three of us to do it. Three of us big old boys. But my dad was there and pulled that foot valve out. And most times it'd be mud on it because it'd be dry. And we'd have to... Lower back down, clean it out, lower back down, and then wait a while until the water build up. See, water running underground there. Probably, most water comes from a spring, but some water, some don't come, it's coming from the underground water. You know what more water underground is up above the ground? That's what it says. You look on your computer there. A lot of water underground water. That's where our water comes from. But it's hard to do it. It took three, four to get that out sometimes. It takes us as, as the church to come together. You know, when you really love one another, we'll come together and just hug one. You, you know, just really hug somebody. I don't mean you know, you're going to kiss them in the mouth, nothing like that. You know, we don't want to let mess going on. But, you know, just to hug them, you know, shake your hands. The boy, I'm sure glad you're here tonight. Uh, if you told anybody not, you're glad you're here tonight. Got one. Well, I don't know where I did or not. I'm telling you all right now, I'm glad you're here. But you see what I'm saying? What, the reason what I'm saying is uh, we want to get have a good time when we come to church. And we have a good time when we want to come back before you know they're going to see it too. They're going to say, what's wrong? Well, i got something inside of me. It used to be something stopped up there, but i got digging. I've got it dug out. I, I had it dug out once, and they come in and said they're going to come back. But I just kept on digging, kept on digging. And you know what? Once you get it clean, you're going to keep on digging. So like what Brother Rick talking about the strong man. You know, being in the house when a man comes to steal something. You know, you know that little story, don't you, in the Bible or in Luke? Talking about the strong man coming in. Well, the enemy comes in, you know, he, uh, he, he got his whole house, got it under protection. But he said if one stronger than him comes in, he takes it all away from him, don't he? But let me tell you something, there's no one stronger than God. That's what I like about it. There's no one stronger than God. No one stronger than God, the Holy Spirit. No one stronger than God, the Father, the Son. Now, I tell you, there's no one stronger than this right here either. There's no other, no other book like it. There will be another like it. We can read this. We can stand on it. We can go on it. And we keep digging in it. And God will bless us. Well, you want to be blessed tonight? How, how bad do you want to be blessed? Amen. Boy, I don't know y'all. You say, what do you, what do you want me to do? Jump up and down? I said, no, just feel good in your heart. You know, it's not, it's not your jumping and hollering all the time. That's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I do. But just feeling peace. Ain't that what the comforter said he was? It's a comforter. He give you peace. Gives you peace inside, and you just you just feel great. 
He said, when a church gets feeling like that, then other people want to come around you. You know, a lot of times, and I'm going to quit. I told you I was going to get you out early. A lot of times, when we had a, uh, we have our suppers, Christmas suppers, whatever like that, you know, we have a great, great time. Everybody gets together. Don't y'all like Christmas getting together, family? If you've ever been to one, you didn't like it. Well, y'all are pretty good people. I have. I mean, I'm not, but I've been around people. All they do is fuss and fight when their brothers and sisters get together. I thought, man, uh, see, I, I like when, and, and then before you know it, in no time, they don't get together no more. But see, whenever it's getting harmony and love, let me tell you something, only, only the love of God can cause that. Because we're, we're human, things going to happen. Only God can, can control things like that. Let that God, love of God flow out of you. Let that spring come out of you. I mean, just flow out. That way, never come together. And that's what a church should be like. That's when people who want to come to it. And I, you say, well, it ain't now, but it's coming a time that they will. We just got to be ready for it. Be ready for it when it comes. Well, they'll, it'll be coming. It'll either be coming or we'll be going, one of the two. Because it, it's on the way. It can't, it can't go like this much further. I've never seen the I've never seen a world in such a shape in my life it is right now. Have y'all? Uh, it, I mean, and this is the only answer. There's no other answer. And it's not me. It's not Brother Ricky. It's God. And God, and I, I tell you, y'all got as much God in you all I got myself. We all got the same amount of God. Just how much that you want to clean your well, how much you want to use it, how much you put this in you to get it stirred up. We all got, I mean, when one gets saved, I mean, we all get saved the same way. Might feel different, but it's all the same way. We all get the same amount of the Holy Spirit, it's all the same. It's what you do with after it's that, that's what's going to make the difference in the world today. That's what made the difference back in those days. When those disciples got on fire, I'm telling you, they turned the world upside down. Now, right now, the world's turned the church upside down. And, no, and we shouldn't be, we should be, we got a lot more than they had. A lot more than they had. And most of them, you know, most of them put the day about every one of them was, except for John, he went through a lot of persecution, a lot of it. And man, here we are, we don't have to go through nothing. We just got to come, show up, then we'll leave here, leave happy and tell people about Jesus. Tell, and, you know, and then people don't like it, tell them, well, that's okay. He comes to convict. And like I say, I said this morning, Holy Spirit don't convict. There is coming a time when condemnation does come. Because when they leave this world and meet the maker, that's when they'll be condemned. If not been saved, that's when it's too late then. But right now, when the Holy Spirit convicts, we as Christians or them, that's time to do something about it. Repent, do something about it. But I'll tell you, and that's, to me, that's what makes this world so good, the church so good, we can always get right with God. When I wail, it's sort of stopped up. Or when we got we gone too far, or somebody else tries to come in, they always will. We can start digging, digging it out, start getting, start getting things ready, and he'll do it every time. Don't y'all think he will? Amen. I think so too. Don't y'all want to? When y'all like that, Amen. I would too. Brother Rick comes back Sunday. I think he'll be here Sunday. Man, he comes in. Let's try to have his house full. He ain't hearing me, is he? You can cut me off. Let's come in. Everybody happy, smiling, happy, and and. Uh, I believe he'll come in that way. Amen. And that's really, and not because it's Brother Ricky, because he's the pastor of the church. And we should come in when he comes in. We, we know we should lift him up. I'm telling you what, it's time, you know, it's time the church, I think pastors having a, and say, I'm used to pastor right now. Thank God. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't. <laughs> I'm getting too old to pastor. I can't take the pressure no more. But I'm telling you, uh, 
they got a lot of pressure put on them. And what's, what the pressure going to come off when the church starts doing, and Brother Ricky said something, but he don't do it, and y'all need to hold him to it. You know what he said last Sunday? You remember what Brother Ricky saying? About what that one preacher told him? He said, pastors want to do everything. And they do. I know I've been there. But the church shouldn't let them do that. That's you all. Because he wants to do it all, don't mean that you're going to allow him to do it. He said, well, he's a pastor. I pray he's a pastor. You love him, but you don't have to kill him. And I'll tell you right now, uh, he'll do it if you let him. I know I did. I, would, I just in a pastor. But once they see that they got somebody else that can do it, and he's got some good people here in this church. Don't get me wrong, very good people. But we just, you just got to just help him. The older he gets, the rougher it gets. And he's not, and uh, he's about a few years behind me. I, mean, I still feel pretty good. I'm still jumping around a little bit. But I ain't like I used to be. And I ain't like Brother Caleb yet. I can't jump no more. And if I go running over them, get out of the way. Because <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean plow. I'm telling you, I won't be no jumping. I'll be a fall and stumbling. <laughs> but maybe one time I used to. I don't know. Would you stand tonight? That's what the Lord's given me. I don't want anybody needs to come to the altar or not. And his brother maybe come and get a song of some kind, any kind of song. I don't care. Let's all just really sing it loud.